0: The following is rated S for spoilers.
1: That's an impounded Imperial ship. What's your call sign, pilot? Um. We have to go. It, it's, um. Say something. Come on. Rogue? Rogue One! Rogue One? There is no Rogue One! <laughs>
0: Hello and welcome to the popcorn hangover. My name is Alex. My name is Graham. And today we are discussing Rogue One's 2022 IMAX re-release, return. Yeah. the return, the return of Rogue One, not Jedi. No, Rogue One. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Graham, it's uh, it's been a minute since we've been in the studio. We were it out has. last week. How how you doing?
1: I'm doing good, man. It's been just crazy crazy few weeks and uh yeah I've missed out on quite a bit but I'm excited to be back.
0: Yeah for sure. Uh so obviously we we've, we've already seen Rogue One. It came yes. out in twenty sixteen. I've seen it countless times. Several times. It's yeah. a perfect movie. What was it like going back, seeing it again? What are your thoughts on Rogue One? Not gonna lie, I like I've seen it so many times. Right. I don't think I've actually watched it though probably in a year or two. Like, oh, I thought you were like, going to say like, I've seen it, but I've never actually watched it. Like it's just like all like, the way through. No, no, no. Oh, no.
1: Okay. I've watched it all the way. We saw it in theaters. Yeah. No, like it's it like watching it when we did the other day, mm-hmm. I felt like I was watching it for the first time. Like a part of me, like I knew like what was coming up and stuff, but like a big thing with me is I don't ever watch like movies over and over and over again, unless I like absolutely love them because they just get repetitive. I know what's coming, but dude, this was actually so much fun, like watching theater again. And mm-hmm. I honestly, I Doubt I saw this in IMAX in twenty sixteen.
0: No, so
1: like seeing it in IMAX this time around, it was actually so much fun. Mm-hmm. It, was little, it was a little like little experience. It was great.
0: Yeah, I. I mean, yeah, I even told you like on our way back, like I was, I was like stressed out. Like, yeah. I knew it was happening. <laughs> like it wasn't a surprise. I I knew it was gonna happen. Like seeing the Battle of Scarif, yeah, on on the big screen was just like I was so invested in everything that was going <laughs> on. Of course, it was just like me like. I can't just watch a movie and like enjoy it. Like I have, I just have to like analyze. Like oh, like right. oh, that was a cool cut or wow, that's a beautiful shot or Oh, I like the line of dialogue. And so like I just was like, just in. I was just fully invested. Yeah. And I don't know. I th- I I think I said it in the past. Like I think Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie of all time. It's not the best, but it's it's my favorite. I think.
1: Okay. I could yeah, I could throw that in the top few.
0: I mean, honestly, like it's at least my top three. Yeah Because I mean you have New Hope and Empire Are also Right
1: Just like the classics I mean if I have best, to Rank yeah. them
0: like They're all like it, they're, it's, We're splitting hairs At that yeah. point But Yeah I don't know I love Rogue One I think it is A masterpiece By Disney yeah. uh, So well written So well shot I mean it's beautiful Yeah it's It's a perfect story And like I don't know Like you have like In terms of Disney movies Disney mm. Star Wars movies Yeah you Things only, haven't been the best <laughs> The only good ones have been Rogue One, Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Some people like Solo now that it's been some time, but people hated Solo at yeah. the time. That's grown on me, whatever. But really, there's like two that they've done well. Mm-hmm. And Force Awakens, it's literally just a new hope, but worse. Like, it's it's not right. even like slightly different. So, I don't know. I Just watching this movie, all I could think of the entire time was, this is like the perfect mix between what disney was trying to do with star wars and what star like what makes star wars star wars if yeah. that makes any sense like yeah. it was a perfect balance between the two yeah uh i don't know do you do you think that imax experience like changed your opinions on rogue one
1: i mean no it always stood as like one of the better movies that they have released especially when it comes to the disney movies like it's definitely like the best one i think of the disney releases but mm-hmm. um it was just honestly it was just totally different experience. Yeah. Honestly. Like IMAX really is. And I always I always like heard that and, like I never experienced IMAX much growing up or like mm-hmm. until like probably the past few years of my life. But like I always say like, oh, it's a different experience. You experience the sound, the the screen, like everything. Dude, you really do. Like it is
0: mm-hmm. this
1: movie was honestly so much better watching it in IMAX. And uh I mean I wouldn't say it changed anything that I thought previously of the movie, but sure. it just it definitely enhanced everything and yeah. made it all better.
0: No, I I totally agree. Uh, Rogue One was directed by Gareth Edwards. Story was written by John Kroll and Gary Whitta. Screenplay by Chris Weitz and Tony Gilroy. Starring Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, Alan Tudyk, and I don't know how I never noticed this, but Mads Mikkelsen and Riz Ahmed are also in it. And it's not like they like look particularly different, but like I just I don't know. Isn't I was watching Mads, this.
1: That, uh, yeah, Galen. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was I was watching. I was like, oh hey, like that's Mads Mikkelsen. How did I miss that he was in this or like bro,
1: I didn't even know he was literally in doctor Strange wait no yeah, he I do. plays he plays yeah. that
0: guy I mean yeah he's a very
1: bro what he's he's like a familiar face but like genuinely like I was thinking like I don't know what he's ever been in like I knew what he like, I mean, yeah who, he's who he was in it but
0: he's been in why. a lot of things and I was surprised Reza med I also really like as sound of metal is a fantastic movie that came out in 2021 but no, 2020, what came what out in 2020 was that? sound 24. of music yeah it was yeah. about a drummer who goes deaf yeah um, yeah. I don't know and he's been a few other things And I was like I was watching I was like oh hey like that's I've, I don't <laughs> know why I never put those two things together but I was very impressed and there's a lot of other people in this movie as well but yeah. those are just a few of the highlights uh, acting in this movie I think is one of the things that really uh, that really makes this movie work mm-hmm. like be what it is I feel like everyone had amazing performances yeah. across the board what are your thoughts I mean I th- I noticed that my opinion this time around changed a little bit, but what are your thoughts on the CG Tarkin and Leia in the movie?
1: Um, like I, I when Leia came on, I was like really looking for it. Mm-hmm. Like the tricky thing is like if you know it's coming or you know like it is CG, which obviously anyone watching is gonna be like, oh yeah, that's clearly not her, right? But like honestly, just to like the normal audience viewer, it's dude, I feel like it's actually not bad. Compared to what I thought in the past where it was just like, Yeah, that's tough. Like honestly, it really was mm-hmm. especially for twenty sixteen. Like and working with what they had. I mean, it's not much different than what we have today, but Sure. Like it, it really isn't terrible, as far as I could tell. But I also I mean, don't, like, get too picky with those kind of things. I mean,
0: yeah, it, it definitely works. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I like how you said, like, if you know that it's coming, like, mm-hmm. you made that distinction. You kind of know what to look for. Because I remember the first time I watched it and, like, seeing Tarkin, I was like, this... Something's just a little off. Like, that maybe, is not... That's yeah. not right. Like, it was distracting to mm-hmm. me. Same thing with Leia. But I feel like now, especially with Star Wars, I feel like they're starting to implement these CG characters more and more, and I, I almost feel like I'm just, like, adapting to it. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, that's...
1: You just got to be okay with it. That's normal, I guess.
0: <laughs> Where, Because, I mean, I feel like 2016, I mean, that was... I think, feel like Rogue One was what, kind of what really propelled that whole whole uh, idea, that concept and thing that they now do all the time. Uh, yeah, speaking of, it released in December 16th of 2016. Uh, it had an estimated budget of $200 million, and it made an estimated $1 billion worldwide. Uh so wow. it, it it did pretty it, good. It profited a little bit. Yeah. Uh and I mean it's coming back again for round two, so it's gonna make gonna say, even it's... more money. Uh we aren't the only ones that like this movie. Rotten Tomatoes critic score gave it an 84% audience score 86. I'm to be a seven point eight letterbox 3.6 out of five. A little lower than I yeah than I would I would give it. What'd you give it a four? Uh I I think I gave it a four point five okay. just because I can't really think of anything wrong with the movie yeah. uh, other than th- there's one thing that bothered me and that is the weakest part of the entire movie is is Cassian Andor. Uh he doesn't really there's not time to really develop who he is. He's kind of just there to propel the plot. Like he's supposed yeah. to be the leader and he's trying to kill Galen and then he gets the re- rebels united and everything. Like he's just kind of there to help yeah. push the plot and he was a really He's really weak in this movie. Yeah. But that only makes me more excited for Andor. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know I can think of a couple of people who have said that they they aren't they're scared for Andor because the part of the appeal of Rogue One is that they don't have to care about any of these characters. I'm mean, going right. into it, everyone knew they were gonna die because they had Literally to Literally everyone dies, right. Um, and so like you, you know you don't have to really develop all these backstories and make us love these characters mm-hmm. um, a whole lot because everyone kind of knows what their fate is going to be. Right. And I think that's part of the genius of the writing um, from Chris White's and Tony Gilroy was, was like the way that they introduced all these characters and like, yes, they made them unique and they made them likable, but mm-hmm. they didn't spend so much time diving deep into all of their inner beings. Like it was just very quick dialogue. I don't know. They very quickly and efficiently – Established who these characters are and why you should like them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And even though they were just going to die, I I think they handled, uh, this, the character development really, really well, uh, for two hours of potential screen time. Uh, except for Cassian Andor. I just, there just wasn't time for, to develop him. He,
1: that's why he's getting his own show.
0: Yes, for (laughs) sure. But I mean, we're talking about Rogue One here. Like, he, uh, he was just he was just a weak character like I feel like his motivations were shifting a lot like he I mean he in the beginning he just straight up murders a guy because yeah. he didn't give them the information and then he is like going back and forth on do I kill Galen or so I don't know there was I'm really excited to see how Andor explores mm-hmm. the terrible things that they've done because that's something that they mentioned quite a few times in the movie and this something yeah. they never noticed before like they mentioned several times like especially at the end, like, oh, we've all done terrible things for the rebellion. We can't stop now. That is right. a very different outlook on the Empire's evils. So we have to stop them. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's more of a matter of we've done so much for this cause that, like, I can't leave being a murderer and right. not have anything to show for it. That's really deep in there. Yeah, yeah, that's really deep, and they never really tackled that before. Yeah. So I'm very excited for Andor in that regard. It's going to be good. Yeah, what, what were your thoughts on, on the on the special look at Andor?
1: Uh, I liked it a lot more than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. I honestly, like, I, I saw the trailer. I mean, we all saw the little trailer release for Andor when it came out. But, like, I really didn't have, like, much hype at all for mm-hmm. it. Um, like, I knew it was. It seemed like it's going to be good. But, like, honestly, like, I think it's going to be a lot better than I thought it was going to be Appreciate just kind of based off that. Like, I'm really excited to kind of see it and get started, too. Plus, we get the three-episode drop right off the bat. So, like... I'm excited I'm like, for
0: that, but yeah. uh, if... If you don't follow us on TikTok, you should because we're we, gonna be up all night. Man. Yeah, we do. We do instant reactions to those videos, uh, to those episodes, and uh, as they release. If they are all an hour long, two in the morning, it is gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be a long. We're night. gonna take
1: the day off the next day it's after. Be a long <laughs> night,
0: but you know what? We're I'm here for it. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's gonna be a longer show. I don't remember exactly how many episodes. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Three episode drop. Uh, is interesting, but it's also. It gives me concerns. That's going to be a slow show, mm-hmm. just given the fact that um, with Marvel series, when they release multiple episodes, it's typically because there's not a whole lot to right, and there's not a whole lot of interest until you get through those few episodes. You don't really know what's happening, and so they keep you hooked. They give you more,
1: I let you get through it all.
0: So I'm a little worried that was a three episode premiere. It's going to be really slow, or it could just be the fact that they're trying to make up for the fact that this has been pushed back. <laughs> That's how I took it. Time. That's yeah. how I
1: took it is like, yeah, they've already pushed it so far back enough. They're just not going to spread it out. They're just going to kind of clump it up and then break it down, which mm-hmm. I'm all for. Yeah.
0: yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll see how. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I was if you didn't catch the Rogue One re release and you're curious about Andor, or if you want zero spoilers for Andor, uh, I'll put a timestamp in the uh, show notes. But uh, if you do you want to know what it was that we were shown? We had a little featurette with the director uh, and Diego Luna. The interesting thing that he said, uh, cause I mean, going to Andor, at least for me, I haven't been following it very closely mm-hmm. other than seeing trailers. So I didn't really know what to expect, but the director said something really interesting about how, uh, like exactly what I was saying earlier with, with like, what, what did this character go through that got him to this pretty, right. pretty dark point. Um, and, that gives me a lot of uh, excitement for Andor. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see Star Wars explore something a little a little darker. Hopefully, it, it mm-hmm. de- definitely seems like where they're going with it. Um, and first, we got a, a just a quick dialogue scene. Uh, honestly, is what I was kind of expecting to see. Yeah, uh, with uh, Stellan Skarsgård uh, talking to Diego Luna. Diego Luna presumably got some sort of box for him. And then Stellan was like, oh, that was actually a test. Uh, You should join the rebellion. Uh, Definitely an inciting incident kind of situation, getting Mm -hmm. into it. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this was like the end of the first episode. Uh, Yeah. Or, you know, beginning of the second, whatever. And then we get a cut, uh, whether we go to another scene or something spoilery happens, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we get a follow up to that last scene where it's a straight action sequence. Yeah. And I have to say that might be the best non lightsaber action sequence that yeah. I've seen. I mean, the best, but most interesting non lightsaber action sequence I've seen from star Wars. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me a lot of, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, I think the first one, of course you haven't seen it. i um, yeah, I'm naturally. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Natural. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the first one where, uh, Jack Sparrow and Orlando Bloom are like fighting in a, like a workshop. Reminded me a lot of that. I don't know. It was that was a brilliant example of how to tell a story through action. I feel like we get so many action movies now, and a lot of these big Star Wars, Marvel stuff. It's all about spectacle. It's let's make this as big and explosive as possible, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of fun to watch. But it's harder to keep me engaged. Gray man is a perfect example of this. Yeah. Gray man was all about spectacle, but none of those action sequences really had anything to do with anything other than we want to blow stuff up. Right. Um, if you want to hear all of our thoughts on gray man goes to that episode. Uh, but yeah. uh, with this, it was, I mean, we have, there's this, there's this, this friction between the two characters. Um, and then they're put in a situation where they have to work together. If they want to get out alive and seeing how, they are forced to protect each other, seeing how their different characteristics and their styles, Diego Luna mm-hmm. goes rushing straight for it. Sun Scar Guard's like, I don't really care about the box, but Diego Luna's like, I went through all this work to right. get the box. Um, so he rushes into the he, bullet fire, the way that like you have things falling from the ceiling. It was just there was a lot going on and it was a perfect uh representation of like how to tell a story and develop characters really quickly yeah. um and efficiently yeah. i feel like just that one scene could work as a you could commit that to like a, sh- a short film festival yeah and would win tons of awards because it was there was a very clear beginning middle and an end but it also leaves intrigue of oh like they work together they saved each other's lives yeah. a couple of times here in like a 2 minute span mm-hmm. where are they going to go next right. which is uh intriguing yeah
1: No, I'm very excited to watch it. Like Mm I said, after that, that really like piqued my interest more than the trailer did.
0: Right. So yeah, like as I was talking, even uh, I kind of connected a dot. So like at the end, I mean, Rogue One is all about he says like, oh, I don't want to just be a murderer. Like we need to go save the rebellion. Mm -hmm. Uh, Same thing with that first sequence. He he rushes into blaster fire to get a box because he didn't want his incognito. Stealth mission thing that we haven't seen yet to go to waste. So I think that's really, that gives, also give me hope that they, they did take the time to like actually keep the character, uh, the same. Yeah. Cause it's only five years apart, which, which, and that's what I was gonna ask. Is that, is this
1: like five years from like when he's like joining the rebellion? Just five years before Rogue, Rogue, Rogue One? One. Okay.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Okay. Cause I just, I don't know, I was a little confused on like, Does he like join the rebellion and then shows like five years of him in the rebellion leading up to Rogue One, or is it just like five his five like five years of his life where he might have only been in the rebellion for like two years or whatever prior to Rogue One, or and we see like his I mean the show's not out yet so I can't no I know that's a I actually know if there was like a main like timeline because I'm a
0: little well this this takes place starting. Rogue One, beginning right. of Rogue One. Go back five years, Episode One. Okay. So I would assume that this is five years of him in the rebellion, okay. uh, but also mixed in with lots of flashbacks from his childhood yeah. in the Clone Which Wars, because he says of lots of times of that he's been in this fight since he, he was, was eleven years, years old. Was it six? 11? Maybe it's six. I, I thought it was. They 11. show him as like a kid, kid. Well, they kind of show him a the, as a kid, but right. I, in, in Rogue One, his
1: family was six or something. He does say eleven. Yeah, In
0: Rogue One, he says that exactly yeah. in, like, three different times, because, uh, again, he was <laughs> the worst part of that movie. Uh, but I think that says more about Rogue One than it does about uh, Cassian Andor or Diego Luna as an actor, because Diego Luna does do a really good job with what oh, he he's has. Yeah. Uh, the fact that that's the worst part of that movie uh, says a lot more about how good Rogue One is, as right. opposed to how bad those guys are, um, especially considering all the other Star Wars content we've been getting recently. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: I kind of agree that I do hope they are taking like more of like a darker kind of like, not like crazy, crazy dark, but like even just like thinking like Kenobi, like or Obi-Wan, like watching that, like Darth Vader was like, that's probably the darkest Vader we've seen compared to like him at the end of Rogue One.
0: Yeah, but that's okay, but like, like, Don't don't forget the no, end. No, no, no.
1: I know, I know. That's probably the darkest we've actually gotten, which mm-hmm. is freaking great. Even watching that again, I was just like, "Dude, this is so good." Seeing
0: IMAX too. I know, dude. Speaking of, oh. I I need to I need to let out my inner music theory nerd a little bit because let me tell you, my Giacchino <laughs> needs to write for Star Wars all the time. Yeah, uh, he I think has done the best job at taking writing unique music, but still keeping the same style that John Williams. Uh, Gave to Star Wars because I feel like if you ask somebody what is Star Wars, yeah, I feel like within the top five things, this the music would have to be in there because it's just so iconic and it's part of the world and all of that. Yeah, um, I think Michael Giacchino Di- has done the best. Not that others have done bad. I mean, Ludwig Göransson has done Fantastic with Mando, but uh, listening to his score and the fact that it it sounds very similar to John Rhythm's style was really mm-hmm. cool. And it was also interesting how he was. He was a, and as a whole, Rogue One did really well with making cameos and referencing other Star Wars things without making it too vital, I right. guess. I feel like it could have been very easily easy to just be like, oh, hey, R2 is going to join you on this mission, so <laughs> right. we can capitalize on R2. And it was just a really quick— He was there. They were yeah. there. They made a joke, and then carried, let's move on. And it also made sense for them to be there right. because it was established that Leia was going to be in that area. Yeah. Anyway— um, they did a really good job of that in general, but it was cool how Giacchino was able to use it. Um, he was able to reference musical themes throughout the other movies, but because this was bef- really before the rebellion is like in full swing, before they're going, you know, for the final fight, like he still is able to like leave room for storytelling elements within the music to like have less developed versions of John Williams' original motifs and things, so that way, even though this is took t- this was made years after. You still able to like, if you watched it chronologically, there, you would still hear development within the music to tell the story, which was interesting. Yeah. Uh, but the, what made me think of all this was the Darth Vader scene. Mm-hmm. There's a really great video by uh, James Cornell on YouTube, uh, and even he admits that this might just be uh, way mm-hmm. over analyzing everything. Uh, but when we get that shot, when we have all this build up, we have you know, your father would be proud, which I think is one of the most underrated Star Wars music, pieces of music ever. Yeah. Um, and we get this big thing, and then we get this... It's called a space chord, because they always use it in space, and it sounds mysterious. And so we get this big chord, and then Darth Vader turns his lightsaber on. And the note, the pitch that his lightsaber is humming at, takes this really beautiful chord, and it makes it augmented and terrifying and scary, which again, this is probably unintentional. I doubt Michael <laughs> Giacchino had anything to do with the, the tone of the lightsaber hum, Yeah, but if it was, and I like to believe it was, that is the most brilliant thing of, Oh, Hey, we have, we have the rebels, this epic chord. And then Darth Vader turns his lightsaber on and it goes dark and, and gritty. Oh, ah, yeah. that is so cool. I love <laughs> the power that music has in film. And it yeah, yeah, it's not utilized enough. Anyway, that's a fun, that's a little fun Michael Giacchino fact. Uh, yeah. It is I, good
1: My music. I, like I've never been like that in depth. Like I, right. I'm not a music. Guy. I can't read music. Sheet music. Sure. Don't know the chords. But dude, no, it really will. Like that's like when you hear those like chords and you hear the, that that those sounds like hit. Like you just get like goosebumps and stuff. Like it's just mm-hmm. like it just it really does make it so much better. Yeah. Like I could never go into that depth of like explaining. Sure. But dude, it's no, it's yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, and even little things like when he plays the Imperial March. But he he when Darth Vader first shows up, which as a whole that whole sequence was so cool, like especially on IMAX, seeing Krennic super small in the corner, and then Vader's shadow yeah. just blown up across the whole screen, like on IMAX, who so good that was so cool. But like as he's walking in, uh, Michael Giacchino used his footsteps as the pulse. Yeah, so it's a march, but the way he was playing it couldn't be a full on march. Right. And so we got the marching pulse from Vader actually marching. Genius. Brilliant. Amazing. <laughs> I love it. Uh Graham, any final thoughts on Rogue One or Andor or any any of those things? No, just
1: really excited for Andor, man. Like honestly like I said,
0: after seeing that clip, it's gonna make it so much better.
1: Rogue One was just a straight up experience. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we went and saw it in IMAX. Yeah. It was I'm, great.
0: I'm really glad that it's been a minute since I've seen it before. Yes. Uh and I'm also glad that I saw it before Andor came out. Uh
1: Nice little refresh.
0: Yeah. Nice little refresh. Uh, it was totally worth it to see it in IMAX. Uh, but you know what? You can't just like go see any movie in IMAX. You Got to wait for a re-release. Exactly. And you know, I feel like, I don't know if you noticed this, but like movies have been getting re-released like crazy crazy recently. And we are going to talk about that trend. Uh, what's up with it? Why is that a trend? Is it, I mean, is this actually making to do with money? I don't know. Find out next segment. Uh, see you in a minute. And we are back talking Rogue One. Uh, at least we were talking Rogue One. We're not yeah. talking Rogue One specifically this segment, but we're talking uh, re-releases, which Rogue One just yes. did. A uh, massive re-release. Uh, I do want to like clarify just just to define define things right off the bat. Um, when I say re-release, uh, for the purposes of this of this sh- of this episode, mm-hmm. I'm saying that more in the sense of studios investing lots of money into marketing a re-release. Because I mean, I've been known to uh, drive uh, several hours to go watch things. In the theater that I've seen several times uh, and that are <laughs> like, I don't know, Rogue One, Pulp Fiction I saw at the What's Alamo. What's the farthest you think you've driven? For a movie? Yeah. Uh, probably three hours one way. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's not too bad for a movie that's only like two. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's, that's, yeah, you're yeah.
1: driving longer than
0: you're watching. I mean, if I do that, I try to watch like two movies, so Make it's, it worth it's more, more worth With it. It's still
1: three hours up and back. That puts you at six hours.
0: But if I watch two three-hour movies, then it's a 12-hour day. That's fair. That is fair.
1: That's just fair. saying. Shoot. Just saying. You wake up, you watch a movie, you uh, go to bed.
0: It totally it totally makes sense. Uh, <laughs> it's not it's not uh, ridiculous at all. Um, so uh, I, I went through and I tried to find like an actual source that has like listed all of the movies that have re-released this year within these definitions. Uh, but I guess no one really cares enough about it other than me. Uh, so I went through and I tried to remember all of like all, all the big ones that uh, I could think of. Um, so in 22 uh, okay. movies that have re-released okay. in 22 that also came out in 22. Uh, I think the most iconic would be Morbius and it's massive failure. Uh, Gosh, we, we've so said so bad. many things about Morbius in this uh in this decision by Sony. I yeah. almost feel bad for them, but also they made Morbius, so I kind of... They deserve it. Yeah, they deserve <laughs> it. Um, Top Gun Maverick had a, had a soft relaunch. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. I'm looking at the poster uh, from the relaunch <laughs> right now. Um, it's interesting. Our theater did the relaunch without actually stopping any showings. I was going to say, it's It's just, it was consistent. Yeah. Yes. Um, same thing with Jurassic world dominion. They are also doing another, uh, another release.
1: Wait, 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 why? Uh,
0: because it flopped and people like watching dinosaurs eat people,
1: which, and well, they really don't, but also I do understand (laughs) why it flopped because it was, it was the same weekend as Top Gun, right? No, no. Oh, okay. It was a
0: couple weeks after if I remember correctly. Oh, Maybe I'm just thinking the Father's
1: Day weekend was they were both released at that so yeah. Yes, yeah. they they were both at right. Father's Day That's weekend. Right.
0: Um but yeah. And we talked we yeah. went more in depth on that in our yeah. Jurassic World Dominion episode. Um and then another one that I've uh I've I'm aware of is R Rise or Revolt. Have you have you watched this movie yet? Never heard of that. I've, I've I, I I try to get you on it. I'm telling you, it is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Oh
1: no no, no. yeah. Is it on Netflix? It is on Netflix. Yeah, okay, no, no, no. I know what you're talking about. I didn't know that it was is, the I know you did say it was like R yeah, no, yeah, but not I didn't know it, it was is
0: the, quite possibly i i would probably put it in my top 5 movies of all time wow it is fantastic yeah. everyone should go see it um i tried looking this this last week uh it was in 8 theaters and i i would go anywhere to see this movie in a theater really? cuz man oh, that's it was crazy. incredible um and i think that's why it uh, initially released in india um and then came went on netflix and then did a release in the states uh and so yeah they also did a re-release technically um nice Man, I really want to go see that in theaters. Um, <laughs> but here are some movies that have re-released uh, in a more traditional sense that didn't come out in 2022. Uh, okay. Spielberg is doing a big thing with E.T. It's in IMAX for the 40th anniversary. Um, see, and that's fun. Jaws and then Jaws in IMAX uh, after the summer blockbuster season, uh, which is interesting, uh, mm. but it's Jaws in IMAX, so obviously I'm going to go see it next weekend. Yeah. Um, no Way Home is coming out uh, in one week from... Let's a little less than a week, yeah. uh actually this week when this episode drops yeah. uh, coming out with some extra footage rogue 1 just dropped and then avatar is also doing a re-release later this year yeah you don't seem very pleased about that
1: i am just curious if cuz avengers is still higher than avatar on the globe no. like on the no is avatar still number 1 yeah yeah oh that's why i didn't know that i didn't know that yeah. i thought they took it over no, oh, then I mind. I guess I'm not worried. Well, it's about an it.
0: interesting tidbit because so Endgame, yeah. Endgame came out and it was really close. So yeah. then Endgame did a re-release with right. with quote unquote extra footage, and then to to get ahead, and then that's Avatar right. released um, in Asia. They did an Asian re-release that pushed it up. To Yo, the that's global. so stupid. Yeah. So re-releases. Um, that's so dumb. I mean, there's lots of reasons to re-release movies. you were so triggered so dumb (laughs) yeah i kind of am this isn't new information (laughs) i just
1: it's new to me my guy i did not realize that because i really thought yeah avengers is on top and i was like man with this re-release like it's gonna put a more on top because honestly uh, uh, avatar for some reason has a stupid amount of hype behind it as far as i've just seen over the years i don't know why i've also never
0: actually seen the movie all the way through so i mean you have to think in context. Because it's not a very good. Are there like movie, books and stuff
1: behind this? Is there like a fan base behind this, or no? It's
0: there's definitely a fan base, but uh, I mean, like before the movies. Okay, let yeah. me let me give you some. Let me learn you a thing or two. I just need to, yeah. Just quickly so you go. have James Cameron. Okay, yeah. He basically said, "I'm going to do like my version of Lord of the Rings, but Avatar." That's not actually what he said, but like he's going to create some this whole s- this, this, this whole new s- world, th- world yeah. with all this different stuff in it. Um, and for the, I mean, he did a relatively good job. We talked about music theory last. Uh, last segment and i can go on and on about how he just royally screwed up with the music because he's trying to do like all this like native american like tribal type of style stuff and He does a really good job like with languages and all also other things but then he uses yeah. like western music for the score which doesn't make any sense but that's neither <laughs> here nor there um so yeah james cameron makes avatar um Kay. and then he releases it in 2012 yeah and the movie was in like IMAX and 3D, which at the time was, was massive. Everyone thought right. that 3D was the future. And so everyone went and saw it a bunch of times, mostly due to the spectacle of it and seeing, oh, wow, look at all this stuff. It's like popping out in front of me. That's why it was so successful at first. Um, it has also had countless re-releases. I think like seven. I was going to say, it's I,
1: been out more than th- once or twice. Yeah, there's yeah. been
0: lots of re-releases of Avatar to continue to push and get more yeah. money, um, which I mean, I don't know. That's one of those things. Looking at it, like, is that the reason that these studios are re-releasing these films? Is it? Is it to make money? I mean, because that's like surface level. That's it, that's what I would say it is for. I mean, I think I would say I think depends. as a whole, that's what it is for. Mm. But I that leaves me ask the question of: Is it really profitable? Because when you think about how much money goes into marketing these movies, again, mm-hmm. like I'm talking re-releases that have been heavily marketed by a studio. Right. Um, there's a lot of money that goes into that. Yeah. Uh, do you, I mean, do you think that these re-releases are actually profiting off of all of the extra press and trying to push push it back out to theaters?
1: If you're Jurassic World Dominion, no. Uh, any okay. other movie, I'm just saying. No, I'm just kidding. But mainly I'd say it depends. I feel like if you're hyping something up, for example, Rogue One, we're getting Andor. We got a sneak peek of Andor. It's going to interest, I feel like, a decent amount of people. People mm-hmm. are going to subscribe to Disney+. Plus. They're going to watch their show. They're going to make their money back as well as kind of get a little more whatever sure. their profits or budgets are compared to Disney+, Plus because we don't mm-hmm. get those numbers. Um, same thing for Avatar, unfortunately. Like I said, it's got a stupid fan base. They're going to release this one. They're going to make a stupid amount of money. But, yeah, they're going to hype up that sequel. I mean, just, just from that literal trailer with, like, four words in it, everyone lost their mind and it, I, I just, I like it's it. That alone is probably already going to do great. Whether the movie sucks or not. Like, yeah, I feel like the amount of people that are going to go see it. So I feel like it depends like with, with like avatar re-releasing here, I feel like it's a little bit of both. They're hyping up because they know they can make a stupid mm-hmm. amount of money from the re-release and for the hype for the new one. When it comes to rogue one, I just feel like it's more or less like, Hey, we'll break even, but they can get more of a viewership for Disney plus like, mm-hmm but also like if it's just Jurassic world dominion and they're like, well, the first time around didn't work out, but let's just try the second time uh, you shouldn't have. I just feel like that probably no, because they're probably not going to do any better as far as I could tell. I can't imagine that, that movie well, would do any better besides. Well, we let just-
0: me tell you uh, how much better it did. Uh, so I looked at the numbers uh, from the box of numbers from last week. Uh, and oh, these are,
1: I did not know you had that ready. Wow. Okay. <laughs>
0: shoot nice okay I'm right. oh, you got me it's like, like a, right. it's like a like a better call saw like oh i'm gonna throw some little thing yeah out of here. uh so y- these are movies that have re-released and that were under a thousand theaters but were at least close uh both of these movies were about at s- between like seven and eight thousand i thought about putting everything everywhere all at once on here but it was only in like 10 theaters last week so i figured that wouldn't Big. be a really fair uh, number um That's but yeah so In the week of August 19th, the box office week of August 19th, um, E.T. made $500,000 domestically, which was down 65%. But that was its second week in re-release. The first week it did almost one and a half. Uh, So it puts it about $2 million domestically as a whole. Um, It's not terrible. Jurassic World. No, I mean, just especially with E.T., I feel like E.T. has been... Uh, marketed both A It's E.T.'s 40th anniversary right. But also we're doing it We're also re-releasing Jaws And yeah. so they're kind of doing a one-two punch here And so I'm Definitely. also really curious to see How Jaws numbers do A because Jaws is a much more beloved film I mean E.T. Yeah. is a classic Everyone loves E.T. But like yeah. Jaws I feel like isn't even there's a, It goes to a higher esteem uh, mm-hmm. In terms of movie uh, First what comes to mind is quality uh, Yeah I don't know. In terms of like... I don't know. I think Jaws should technically do better. Um, But I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I feel like that money is going to be used well because they've been marketing both of them. I feel like with Jaws, we won't have to push as hard on the marketing side. But we'll see what happens with that uh, next week. Um, Jurassic World made $700,000 this last week, uh, down 24% uh, from the week prior. So, I mean, it's not it's not doing terrible when you're looking at when you're looking at under a thousand theaters uh i don't know what that is per capita uh but like yeah. it's it is making it's continuing to make money seven hundred yeah, thousand is doing no, okay is no uh i would love to have seven hundred thousand dollars i mean it's nearly yeah. a million
1: no uh, that yeah
0: so, I mean, P, there definitely is a market for it. Uh, I don't... And I
1: guess they're really not pushing out too much more when it comes to marketing. Like yes, like it's, Jurassic it's World. They're not
0: like, I only know that it's a re-release because I was on a theater site and it said, like, Jurassic <laughs> World, like, bites back or something like that. Like, it was, like, a special... <laughs> it was, like, a special thing. Um, but, yeah, so you were talking about, like, with, uh, like, different reasons why these movies yeah. are releasing, right? Um, so, money is the obvious one. Uh, I... I don't know. We asked the question: Is it profitable? Obviously, I can't really tell you that because I don't know how much money is being spent. Right. But I, I mean, there definitely is money to be made. Uh, yeah. Both of these movies are. I mean, at least.
1: I mean, it's it's more money than they had when before they started. So regardless, it's right.
0: Yeah. And with with the lower lower end of marketing on it too, mm-hmm. like it, I mean, it's not a full marketing campaign. So right. like I I definitely think that there's money in it, and I mean that's why even smaller theaters uh, yeah. like local theaters are showing older movies is cause they bring, bring audiences again. Uh, when you're, I mean, we are talking about box office numbers in general, like getting to number one, the way you do that is people have to go multiple times. When yeah. you re-release, it's been like six years since you've seen Rogue One and you're like, Oh, I, I could see that again. Uh, you're getting another, you know, that mm-hmm. another butt in a seat paying for a ticket. And so yeah. you're getting people to come back into it. I don't know. It's numbers in, Box office things are I find that very interesting yeah. Uh, so yeah there's that so money is money's one one end of the spectrum, but I think the next obvious one would be to promote uh another film yeah right so you have andor is coming out Rogue one released for andor it took its initial release release right. spot um so obviously that's why Rogue one was re-released I don't think it has a lot to do with money. I feel like money is, I don't know. You could say even, take this even further, you could say it is for money because they're trying to promote Andor, which means you have to pay for Disney Plus subscriptions. So in a way, it is all about money. But if we're going to, we're looking at a little more more closely, it's to promote another film to make money for them. Um, Same thing with Avatar. Uh, They took Avatar off of Disney Plus so they can use this re-release. Uh, is the only way people can watch the movie before they go see the sequel. And yeah. it's been 10 years since the, se- the original came out, so obviously people are going to want to go watch it again. Oh, I mean, you can still, still they go see to the, the store sequel. and buy it. So if you go to the store and buy it, then they're you still going to make money $10. on it.
1: Well, no, that's true. That's yeah,
0: they're still going to make their money on it. So, yeah. As opposed to, we made money off you for like you wanted to watch She-Hulk, so you bought Disney Plus. Oh, Avatar's on here too. So I can watch tricks them on both. them.
1: I don't pay for that.
0: I just use other people's accounts. That is illegal, sir. Shh. Hey, she um, is she
1: scaring? Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, obviously leveraging sequel, leveraging the original yeah. to help out a sequel. Uh, I I think we've seen that plenty of times, definitely, uh, and. We're going to continue to see that. Uh, third reason, though, uh, I don't even know what, how to really, really, like, classify this and put this into one, uh, one like, bubble. Uh, but, like, I'll just say extra footage because I have written on here, No Way Home, re-releasing this week. Uh, and it's purely A, to make more money. Right. Uh, B, they're showing, they're driving people into the theater because there is no Spider-Man 4 right, on the right. horizon. Um, they're leveraging this as, oh, hey, 11 extra minutes of footage, uh, so watch our movie again. Uh, in my case, it'll probably be at least two or three more times, but, you know, it's, <laughs> that is how it is. Um, so, yeah, like, you have, like, promote just to release other things. And so yeah. In No Way Home is a little bit different because it's just 11 minutes of footage, probably not even in the actual film, probably right. a before or after kind of thing. But there is a term uh I don't know if it's an official term, but I call it uh Lucasing a movie uh named after the great George Lucas, who is iconic for not leaving star Wars alone uh <laughs> I don't, have you seen the original version of a new hope like I've seen the, the, the original seen the theatrical whole, yeah. version so yeah i I actually like have them and they're Obviously, like they look a lot worse. They look like they are made in the seventies, yeah, uh, because it was. Um, <laughs> and it is so much better. It does not have like ridiculous CG monsters for no reason. Right, Jabba the Hutt's just like a dude. Um, you don't have Greedo going McClunky before yeah. he shoots Han Solo. Uh, great meme, but I why that that's so unnecessary. Yeah. Just leave leave Star leave a perfect movie alone and let it be perfect george <laughs> lucas um but he is not well he's the one that kind of made it famous he's not the only one who's done it um the godfather trilogy has been touched lots of times francis Ford coppola um i mean people hate godfather 3 he's made his own version yeah. uh, and he's also touched little bits and pieces of the others blade runner has been remade so many times um i don't like any of them uh so you can at me if you want. I don't care. It's a terrible movie. Um, and then Spielberg is also famous for re-releases, uh, for messing with his former releases with Close Encounters of the Third Kind and ET. Um, I don't know. Do you? Obviously, I'm. I'm just gonna assume you haven't seen like ninety percent of those. Do you have thoughts on remaking things and like touching them after you've already? Said, this is it. Yep, this is it. It's finished. We're going to release it to the public. Yeah, I just oh, think you shouldn't. actually. You think you shouldn't? Yeah,
1: no. Because honestly, if you're going to make something better, just, just make a second film. Like, if it's going to set it up, like make a sequel, just do
0: it better. Sure. Well, but th- these changes aren't... Drastic, drastic. Like, it's... These aren't setting up sequels, though. Like, these these movies are changing it. Like, the Snyder Cut is another example as something I could have put on here. It wasn't really a re-release because it just went to streaming. But That's same the, idea. It was, this isn't a movie that... In that particular case, this isn't a movie I wanted to make. So here's another version of it.
1: I mean, I guess, like, traditionally, like... Like, I guess, no. Like, you don't really get, like, a second chance kind of a thing. I mean, that's really what this is. Like, yeah, you can mm-hmm. re-release it and, and kind of change your mistakes if you have any. Snyder Cut, I guess, mm-hmm. kind of in a sense. But, I don't know. I feel like a part of me, personally, is just, like, it is what it is. Like, that's what you made. Like, suck it up kind of a thing. Because, like, like, I don't know. I hate the, yeah. whole, the whole idea of, like, the director cut. Like, the fans demanding it and just getting it. I kind of hate everything to do with that. Mm-hmm. I really do like now that, that the, the movie they made is the movie they made. If you don't like it, suck it up. Just don't watch it again. Like that. Yeah. That's kind of all it boils down to. But like, also like, I mean, yeah, with the whole point of streaming and everything, if it is, if it's accessible to cut a four hour movie and drop it on media, if you have the, the access to do it, yeah, do it. I mean, I guess, but I don't know. I think it kind of depends if it's like little, like slight touches, like, like for like the, like how like spider-man's doing like if there is extra footage you're right most likely it's going to be before after it's not going to be in the actual like two Mm -hmm. and a half hour two almost three hour movie we saw previously right it's extras that's how i would prefer to do it if 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 you were going to release it i don't know. think like changing a movie like making like a different movie than the movie i already paid to see once just kind of seems like you're milking it a little bit or fixing a mistake that you wish you didn't do before but i'm also Mm -hmm. like in today's time everyone's pushing back every other movie right and left so you have time to fix it if you didn't fix it then you shouldn't fix it now. I don't know.
0: Okay. To play devil's advocate. Yeah. Let's say you, you you spend so so much time, you know, you're writing a script, you come up with a great story, you hire all these people, you make a really mm-hmm. cool movie, you're in the editing room and it's three hours long. Okay. And you can't get any shorter. And CD says, Sorry, it needs to be two hours. You have no choice, it has to be two hours or we're not gonna release the movie because three hours is too long, no one's gonna watch it. So you have to cut out an hour of stuff somewhere. And then now the movie sucks because you miss out on this character moment or this plot device or all these little things you have to cut out to get it down to two hours. Is that the movie that you made or is that a movie that the studio made? Damn. Because 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 your argument is like if you oh, you made the movie suck. That's fair. But is that is that really your movie or is that like the studio's movie? Is it? That's, no, and that, no, no, that, and that, that's fair too I would say because I mean that's what happened with the Snyder cut right and I right, right. I will say like f- for the most part I agree with what you're saying I mm-hmm. I don't think they should I think they should do it sparingly and only in situations where like it is like what I described where a studio just said right. absolutely no because um, like with the Snyder cut it didn't make the Justice League better mm-hmm. it still wasn't great uh but it did make it better. And the precedent that it sets more yeah. specifically to towards the way that like fans are the ones that had that mm-hmm. made. Um, I don't, that president scares me. Yeah. Uh, just cause like, yeah, I don't want things to be remade for no reason. Cause sometimes right. studios are right. Or sometimes, I mean, if you look at George Lucas with the prequel trilogy, right. He didn't let anyone tell him anything. And quite frankly, those movies are kind of garbage. Yeah. Um, like, Sometimes that things yeah, should just be left alone. But I feel like there are circumstances where things can be messed with.
1: That's that's fair. And like and to to that degree, I, I, I could agree with that. Where like if it if it does come down to where like it's a studio thing where they like shut it down, that movie now made no money, like here's the thing, people gotta get paid, like they're actors that aren't gonna be paid. If that movie makes no money, like, yeah, that's unfortunate. So like I I, I can see that where if a re release or if the studio kind of is like, Hey, yeah, like it's our fault. Or like, if there's a, I guess not big. I enough. I mean, a case, studio would never
0: say it's their fault. No, and but. I know, and I know, but it's just <laughs> you're saying.
1: in a, in a signer cut sense, like, sure. I still think that should have just not been messed with, but I don't know,
0: but no, I, I, I can fine. agree with that. I can agree with that. Your opinion is your opinion. Even, even if it's wrong. Um, <laughs> damn, damn. I'm not saying it's wrong. That's just something <laughs> I say to everybody. Yeah. Um, I guess we kind of talked about this last segment with Rogue One in general, but is Rogue okay. One uh, unique in the sense that like seeing it in, in IMAX or seeing it enhanced in a different format and also just the re-release in general? Have there ever been times where like you went and saw a re-release and like it changed your opinion or like the experience was elevated? And so like, I don't know. Are, are there movies that, other movies that ha- where seeing it its re-release has been worth it to you? like especially worth it to you. Like Endgame for example, when we saw the re-release of that, I remember walking out and we were like cool, it was still Endgame. game, it was still fantastic. Yeah. It wasn't really worth it. Right. Or, right. are there are there other movies that have been worth it?
1: I don't think that I've seen no. Okay. Honestly, like th- this would be this is the first for sure. Mm-hmm. But also like I said, I think it's it's n- now more or less we don't really see, I mean it's kind of, and that's kind of tricky because a lot of movies that we go see opening night, the night before, whatever it is, we are seeing an IMAX. We are seeing it in that kind of best potential right. format. So, like, I I think it's going to it's gonna be potentially for these older mm-hmm. movies that, like, I mean, yeah, if I go see Jaws and IMAX, that's going to be freaking nuts compared to what I saw at home on the smallest screen in the world probably when I was, like, growing right. up. It's going to be totally different. So I, I would say, yeah, it's going to be anything kind of in that – setting i feel like yeah it's definitely going to be it's going to be a better experience over overall um but i would say honestly sim i don't think so i don't think i've seen anything Mm -hmm. that's been re-released at least in this list or something that i can think of besides i'd say rogue one was the first one that did it for me where i was just like yeah this is a lot better Mm -hmm. like i and like i said i had nothing wrong with rogue one Truly, personally i got nothing bad to say about it and honestly i really just enjoy sitting there watching it and i could do it again today like i would have no problem going to the theater but yeah, it was just so much better watching an IMAX, so. Yeah,
0: for sure. Uh, the one thing I will say, because I, I mean, I agree with you almost all the way. Um, okay. And the only reason I, I disagree with you is because I have an experience that you don't, and that is seeing E.T. Uh, in IMAX. Um, I saw an IMAX. I don't think you did. No, I'm just kidding. I um, <laughs> hey, guess what? If you saw E.T. in IMAX, guess but what? you haven't seen like any of the other movies on this list, just what? in general. You've never seen E.T. No, I've never, at seen, ET. At all. No, I've never seen
1: E.T. all the way through. I have seen parts of it. Okay. Like, I've seen clips and and okay. stuff, but I've never seen it. Stop all the trying covers. to justify the fact that you haven't seen it. No, no, no. I'm not ET. justifying the fact that I haven't seen it. I'm just saying I just, I.
0: It's not the same. It's, it's not, not the not same. No, just, no. Uh, just, yeah. just stop while you're not too far behind. Um. So, yeah, I saw E.T. and IMAX. Um, and I was telling a coworker of mine who also loves movies uh, about it. And he was like, oh, he's like, what was that like? And he, you could tell that he was he he was skeptical of yeah. it, and I was like, well, it was really cool because seeing things really big on IMAX is right. pretty cool, um, especially the,
1: when you're front row, and you're just Batman. No,
0: no, no, kidding. that's that is that is false. Yeah, that's um, an experience. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Uh, I don't know, especially like with the format it was initially released in, like it's a little easier to scale it up to to IMAX without making it like ridiculous or cutting things off. That's uh, kind of nice. The one thing I will say though is that the technology of the 80s specifically when it comes to sound design Mm -hmm. uh, the movie was not designed uh, to be heard on iMac speakers. Because when you have, you're in the 80s speakers and technology and stuff isn't quite as far advanced as it is now and so things were a little muddier and so like Particularly, things that are high pitched sounded fine, but when you put them on IMAX Dolby Atmos, it was it's not going to do too well. It was a little, it was a little shrilly, it was a little, little rough. Kind of hurt my ears sometimes. I was like, okay, we need to stop that and now. Cool it, yeah. And I don't know. I feel like they probably should have messed with that when they were getting ready for Can it. Maybe check. it was even worse <laughs> whenever they, they did mess with it. it. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the one thing I will say. There there is a balance like just IMAX is pretty incredible technology and it's yeah. relatively new um, in the grand scheme of things. So like there are some movies where as a whole, it was a really cool experience and I'm glad I got to for see sure. it, yeah. see it in a theater. Uh, it was definitely worth it still, but uh, it wasn't quite to the point of like seeing a rogue one in IMAX right. for the first time. Like it w- didn't really elevate the experience yeah, all the way. So I agree with you for the most part. But there, there are some, some circumstances where uh, it's not, not amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, To wrap up, are there any movies that you would like to see re-released that you would pay (sighs) any, any dollar amount, travel any amount of time to see in theaters either for the first time or again? I would love to.
1: So there's, there's technically three movies. Okay. I personally, so La La Land is my number one favorite movie mm-hmm. of all time. I've never gotten to see that in IMAX, and I just think the music and the colors, I just think it would look absolutely beautiful. I would love to see that. If they re released that in IMAX, I would go several times, no matter mm-hmm. how far I had to drive.
0: Well, while, while you're on La La Land. Yes. Because that would also be on my list. Yes. Because I never saw it in theaters.
1: You never saw it in See, I, I saw it never, in theaters, and I went with my mom, and my sister, and my grandma because I was the only boy in the house, and I, I was pissed i was livid i did not have a single interest to go see
0: this movie whatsoever eyes were opened
1: that changed my whole <laughs> i'm dead serious i literally left that theater that music was on my playlist immediately i bought it on itunes at the time i didn't even use spotify i paid dropped like 15 14 15 dollars whatever it was for mm-hmm. the album i yeah that it was that yeah. was a movie that I was would, an experience
0: i would do anything i would travel anywhere i would go to space i would find a way to get to mars to go to see know. la la land in in a movie theater, yeah. Uh, anyway, continue.
1: Yeah, and then the other two, and this is probably this is one of the stupid things, but I I don't know. I just it, it's more of like like just for funnies, I guess. I don't know. I would so the room, and then <laughs> okay. the disaster artist. Okay. I would love to see those two movies back mm-hmm. to back, and I'm assuming the disaster artist actually released in IMAX. It probably did. I think it was made in like 17 or 18. It wasn't that long ago, so just because
0: it was made recently doesn't mean it was released. Well, and
1: IMAX that's true, yet. that's true. But I, I, I actually I think it was, so I'm not too sure. But if I could see both of those movies back to back in IMAX, that would be dope. I don't know. I mean, why. just because I, I do
0: know that, though, that that does exist. I know. I mean, maybe not IMAX, but it definitely. They will, uh,
1: will show it back to back do showings like yeah, that. Yeah, they no, will no, do it will like, definitely has. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. IMAX, like just for like pure humor and just like those movies are so whack man mm-hmm. that too like i just i
0: i would go see the room at alamo draft house and they did like a movie party because the way that they do the yes, movie parties there is like special like,
1: drinks or food and well yeah so they have like yeah. special stuff
0: but then like at the beginning they come down like part of like what movie parties are <laughs> is like the no talking role is a little more laid back so like I saw Pulp Fiction. It was, a, it was a thing. And so like, yeah. people like during these iconic lines would start quoting along with it. I think that would be a ton of fun That'd to see like with yeah. a, a, a packed, cre- a packed crowd. who's just like quoting along and just having a good time with it. I did not. Right. Like it yeah. would just, it would be, I, yeah, I agree. I think that would be fun. Did they do IMAX on Alamo? No, uh, okay. they, they do what's called the big show. And it's just like, it's a little not, bit bigger. Of a it's not IMAX, okay. but it's better. Same idea. Bigger screen, better speakers. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think I would settle. I would. I, I think something. I would, I would be down for that. I think something like the room would really depend on the crowd. Like if oh oh one hundred percent. Like if I would not want to pay money to go there like in the afternoon, like a Wednesday afternoon, and be the only one there. That would be like, that'd be a little weird. Yeah. Uh, because it, I mean, I, movies like two a.m. on movies. our couch one
1: night <laughs> at the apartment, and we were watching. Okay, that <laughs> was you and me. But that was a different situation. Yeah. Now.
0: Uh, <laughs> I mean, that movie is worse than movies made today on, like, iPhones. 100%. So, like, <laughs> that is that, no, singing in fact. a theater is not going to elevate the experience. <laughs> seeing it re-released in a theater <laughs> with a is, group of people, is only yeah. elevated because you're with an audience. Uh, that's I, which that's is totally part understandable. Of, which is part of, like, that experience. Which, unfortunately, I feel like isn't, like, unless you are an Alamo Drafthouse, isn't really being promoted with all this. Like, no, no. one's, like part of the joy of going to a theater is mm-hmm. seeing it with the audience. I mean, mm-hmm. one of my favorite experiences ever was seeing Endgame yep. opening night and audience
1: reaction, dude.
0: Endgame was fantastic. <sighs> a brilliant movie opening night with all that hype was going to be cool. Seeing IMAX was amazing. It would have been great regardless, but that, that experience yep. trumps all others because of the energy in that room. Yep. Uh, like it just, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Like it yeah. was just, it was so incredible. Um, and I really want to see movies re-released more with an emphasis on like let's Those get let's moments. let's get the community together and let's have like let's enjoy this this Pope classic yeah um, yeah see I I would be all for that that'd mm-hmm. be great that'd be great do you have any uh, I mean yeah like La La Land would yeah. be would be fantastic uh, see like movies I've seen in theaters that I wish I saw again yeah. Um, this doesn't really count, but Top Gun Maverick is one that like, I need to see again in a the theater. Oh, I mean, I don't know. There's for me, it's hard. Cause like I have no pro, I, I prefer to see things <laughs> in theaters, So like I could go on and on. Yeah. Uh, if I had to give two La La Land and RRR, uh, two movies that I haven't seen in theaters that I really, really want to. Yeah. Movies I want to see in the theater again. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's I, any. Because like the, the difference between like me and you is yeah. that I typically see a movie two or three times while it's in right, theaters. Right. Uh, I'll say it
1: maybe twice.
0: So, so yeah, yeah. So for
1: me, it's. But I also don't, I don't watch movies back to like again and again. Yeah. Occasionally. I, I, okay.
0: So it's, I would see everything everywhere all at once again. Oh, one hundred percent in a theater as long as it's like a sold. out Did we theater. see that on
1: IMAX? We didn't see that. We did not see that. No. In okay. IMAX. I don't think so. Um,
0: as long as it's like a sold out theater or at least more than like. 50% capacity. I think I would like to see that in a theater again. Yeah. And, and uh, that's all I can really uh Yeah. I could definitely I go of.
1: for that again. That movie was straight whack, dude. One of that that's up in my favorite movies. I've mm-hmm. seen that's they're so
0: good. For sure. Graham, do you have any final thoughts on re-releases or Rogue One or any any of that?
1: Honestly, it it gets me back in the theater. And if it's a movie I've already seen and it's a movie I like, like for example, no way home. Like, of course we're going to that. Seeing rogue one was such a good experience. I, it's always going to depend on the movie, but personally releases, whether it's hype for the next sequel or it's for the money, I'm probably going to enjoy it one way or another. So yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, That was very. That was a very nice way to wrap up that whole conversation. That didn't really have too much, uh, too much for a thread. Uh, I don't care why they're re-releasing it. I just want to enjoy it. Yeah, uh, I'm at the end of the for day, sure. For sure, I totally agree with that. Yeah, uh, really excited for Andor after seeing Rogue One. Definitely, uh, Rogue One. seeing it in, in IMAX. Definitely elevated the experience. Glad, glad I was able to do that. If you have
1: not, go find a theater near you and go rewatch that movie. If you have not seen yes. it in IMAX
0: yes for sure Uh, you've been listening to the popcorn hangover my name is Alex that is Graham what are your thoughts on Rogue One or are you excited for Andor or what are what do you think about all this re-release talk let us know over on all of the things Instagram TikTok Patreon.com slash popcorn hangover tune in next week for an episode that we will tease by saying it was referenced in this episode quite a few times quite a quite a few times (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what it could be uh Anyway, that's all I have for you today. Peace.